All right. Welcome to the Ultimate Men's Podcast. I'm here with Matt. Matt, we're talking about SMART goals today. What a bullshit topic because how many times have we looked at stuff in motivational books that talk about SMART goals? They're really fucking cheesy shit. But we're going to make it supercharged. We're going to make it SMART goals on steroids and actually move people into action. How does that sound? Yeah, let's, let's just make this meaningful because uh, SMART goals, a lot of it's just real bullshit. Uh, especially when when it's uh, in books and the classes uh, and it's taught by people who don't actually follow them. Yeah, no kidding. But I will talk to you about a uh, course I took in fourth year university. It was by a lady named Vieta Wilson. Okay, so when you spell it, it's V-I-E-T-T-A. And then Wilson, I want our listeners to look her up. She's a PhD in cognitive neuroscience, neuropsychology, psychophysiology, biofeedback, Her thing is peak performance in sports, brain mapping for elite performers. So I walk into this class and I see this seemingly little old lady, okay, tough as nails. Boy, was she ever smart. She knew her stuff. And you've seen a picture of her, right? Yeah, I got a picture of her right right here pulled up. She's, She's pretty old, but she looks like she knows what she's talking about. She knew exactly what she was talking about. Okay, she's... She's dealt with the who's who of Olympic athletes. So we were privileged to learn from this lady. She showed us this video one time. It was like a bootleg video from India. So my buddy Rob and I are watching this and kind of like, what is she going to show us? And you could tell it was from a handheld camera. She said, I wasn't supposed to be recording this, but I did it anyway. And they took these steel meat skewers, okay? These people got into a trance and the person would stick a steel meat skewer through one cheek right outside the other, right through their mouths, zero blood. There's like five or six of them that had these skewers put into them. I'm looking at my buddy going, holy shit, they're, no one's bleeding. How is this possible? And these people were in a complete trance-like state, completely controlling their bodies. And then they took it even further. They got this stake and a hammer, and they chiseled this, like the top of their heads, and the stake stuck into their skull. Again, no blood. I'm looking at my buddy going, what the fuck are we watching here? This is ridiculous. And she said, that's the power of the mind. Zero blood. They were in complete control of their bodies. So she took us through a scenario. She put up all this biofeedback equipment onto her bodies, all these electrodes everywhere. And she said, like she had like 20 kits of them. She said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the top of a building, figuratively. Close your eyes and stand at the top of the building. Edge closer. Feel the wind on your body. Look down. You see the tiny little cars. And you could feel your body just like you're, you're breathing heavily. You're sweating. And the biofeedback showed that we were in a state of fear. Yeah. Now, obviously that didn't happen. But we got ourselves into this state. And she taught us how to control our states. She once went to the dentist and said, I need to get my uh, tooth pulled out. I need a root canal, something like that. And the guy says, okay, we're going to put an anesthetic. And she goes, no, 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 I don't need that. And he says, what do you mean? She says, I can control pain. I won't even feel it. She put herself in a state. The guy does work. with. <laughs> Have you ever had a drill touch your uh, nerve? Oh, my gosh. And even with the stuff in, in, in my body, it's, it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. It didn't phase her. She had that much control. And this is what she said. She said, I want you guys to take out a pen. And I want you to have zero preconceived notions, 
for the next 15 years of your life, write down everything specifically that you want. Write everything down in detail. If you want a Ferrari, write down that you want a red Ferrari with a tan leather interior, brown. Write it down. Be specific. She said this. There's something called encoding. It's a biological process by which things we perceive travel to our brain's hippocampus where they're analyzed. From there, decisions are made about what goes into long-term memory and what gets discarded. So when you write something down, there's a greater chance of it being remembered. Mm -hmm. I started writing things down. 22 years old, I'm writing things down. I said, I'm going to have two kids, a boy first and a girl. I'm going to own a big house. I'm going to become a school teacher. I'm going to own a gym. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to become a pro bodybuilder. I'm going to travel to Arizona, Hawaii, Europe, and throughout the United States. I'm going to own a dog. I'm going to get a motorcycle. And I just went on and on. I'm listing everything. All right? Now, obviously, you've known me all your life. Definitely, yeah. And then I'd say you achieved pretty much all of those, if, if not more. Every single one of them. Yeah. Every single one of them. It was crazy. Whatever my mind could conceive, I have achieved. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, you know, the, the professor is an extreme example. Um, but these examples you're giving us right now, like this is, this is top of the line stuff that um, is usually kind of ignored when, when people talk about smart goals. This is going into the deep of it and kind of just really, really understanding how, how much of an impact it can make. Right. So you've got to be, you got to start with the yes. You got to be specific. All right. George St. Pierre, this is what he did before a fight. He would walk into the octagon the night before and he would pretend that he was walking through the audience to get into the ring. His do, he'd do his little ritual and he'd walk through the match. Complete visualization. He was super specific as to how the fight would go. Why would he do that? Because that's peak performance. So the first thing you got to do is you got to be super specific with what you want. Give me an example of a time where you were super specific with what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the one thing I can think about is, uh, you know, going, going to prep school to play basketball. It was, uh, it was that whole summer, uh, 2016, I believe. I was like, I'm going to go play in the United States. Uh, I'm going to up my game. I don't want to play high school basketball in Canada anymore. And I was just so set on it. I wrote it down. I talked to you about it every day, even though I wasn't even, I wasn't even <laughs> nowhere close to going to going to play prep. And then uh, it happened in a month where I went. I talked to a coach. He hooked me up. He thought I could play at the next level at um, prep school. And it was just continuously talking to you about it, talking to you about it. And then it happened. You know, like it happened at the end of the day. And then uh, there I am in North Carolina on the beach, uh, playing basketball against some of the best NBA, uh, prospects. And I'm just like, well, that's weird. I was thinking about this maybe two weeks ago. And I remember you were talking it and talking it and talking. And I'm thinking, okay, this kid's going to leave us. He's going to leave us. He's going to go to prep school early and I won't see him. Like, I wasn't prepared for this. I was prepared. And it hadn't even it. happened yet. It hadn't even yeah. happened yet. Like and we had hadn't no even happened. any no. coaches. No, you know? no. But my thought was this. I'm, you're supposed to leave at 18. You're not supposed to leave at 16. But you had it in your mind. I'm going to prep school in the United States. No matter what, I'm doing it. And you were so convinced that that was going to happen. Um, and then when we got the call, it was a no-brainer. It had to happen. We had to make it happen. 
And sure enough, you ended up in North Carolina. Remember that day. I uh, remember that those next couple of years. And this is the other thing you also said. You said, somehow, I'm going to um, get to the NCAA. No matter what, I'm going to make it to the NCAA. I'm going to play basketball. And it was something you were dead set on. And I don't know how many people said, oh, Tom, you know what? There's so many people talk about this and they don't achieve it. Uh, don't get your hopes up. And I said, listen, this kid is so committed. He has it in his mind and his heart that he's doing it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And no one wants to hear anyone brag about their kid. But it wasn't that. I said, this kid is motivated. He's specific with what he wants. And you remember that. Yeah, exactly. And when you specify something in your mind, it can be something as simple as, I know this sounds cheesy, but like the type of girl you want in your life. You know, I remember you telling me the type of woman you want to have and, and it ended up being your wife, Renata, right? It's just so specific. You know, you wanted a gym and you made the gym exactly how you wanted it to be, right? It's just when you're specific about what you want, you're going to get pretty close to what you want. Yeah, interesting thing about this uh, book that I wrote, it was October 27th, uh, 2019 that I started writing it. And the goal was I'm going to finish this book in um, by the end of December, January 1st. It's going to be whatever, hundreds of pages more than your typical nonfiction book. I promised myself that it was going to be formatted properly. It was going to have the best graphics, the best quotes. It's going to be a spectacular book and it's going to be non-conventional it's a book that people want to pick up and i'm also going to send it out to 50 publishers 100 influencers i sent the book out to everybody and publishers ate it up they loved the book they loved the concepts and said this book is different but it was specific as to what i wanted and uh, it was crazy how quickly everything flowed because i set my mind to a very specific deadline a very specific goal you have to do that if you want to succeed be super specific. Definitely. So what's the next part of, of SMART goals? Uh, it's got to be measurable. So I give the analogy of this. Uh, when you've got a goal, you've got to have some kind of timeline towards achieving it. All right. Fair enough. And, you know, for example, let's say you want to lose uh, body fat. Uh, you want to be specific with regards to um, measuring that body fat. So if you say I want to get down to 3%, um, that's measurable as opposed to saying, I want to be super lean when it's measurable. You have a better chance of realizing that goal. Exactly. And you, you won't fall. Sh I mean, you won't usually fall too short or too far from it. Um, if you do, you're still going to be pleased with the results in my opinion. All right. If you've got a financial goal and you say, well, I want to make a lot of money. I want to make a lot of money this yeah. year. Okay. What is that? That's bullshit. That's not a measurable goal. So you're better so off. Whereas if you're saying, I want to make, if I want to make a million dollars, I want to make $2 million this year and you fall short or you go even higher, you know, you fall short and you make $800,000. You're like, okay, you know, you, you set the goal. It was measurable. You didn't achieve it, but you did make 800,000. Or, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It's kind of like this. If you say you're going to make $1.2 million in a year, you know, you've got to make a hundred thousand each month. You've got to make, uh, that amount of dough in one month. And if you're not, and if you're not succeeding, then you got to change your plan. Let's say you only make 50,000. Well, you need to either double your work or come up with a better plan because you're yeah, measuring your process progress. You change your process accordingly. That's smart. It's kind of like a pickup game. When you play basketball and you play pickup, um, are you kind of just kind of relaxed a little bit and just going with the flow or are you super competitive? 
yeah, you know, it depends what kind of pickup game. But at the end of the day, it's usually just relaxed. Um, you know, you want to win. Um, and you're not, you're not really keeping track of it too much as opposed to a, a real game where you're in front of scouts or you're in front of a pro scouts, college scouts, right? What happens if you're playing a game four points and John Calipari's in the audience? Yeah, you, you're, just, you're just on a different level. It's compete. You're showing off and you, you can't make too many mistakes. It's just so much more calculated, uh, intense, uh, serious, and you're, play, you're playing for, for something really big on the line. Now, you had a top prospect watching. He wasn't watching you. He was watching another guy. I won't mention the name he's watching. But uh, he came out from, where's John Calipari from again? Uh, Kentucky. Okay, so he came from Kentucky, and he's watching this guy. Um, and he's expecting 20, 30 points. He's expecting the guy to perform. And sure enough, you decided that you were going to cover this guy. You're going to make your mark. Yeah, he, definitely. And I was like, you know, I'm, John Kyle Perry, is, he's, he's watching. And I know he's not there for me, right? But I'm like, why not just show up? You know, everyone's kind of scared. And I mean, I remember one time Coach K came to one of our games and everyone's a little bit worried and scared and nervous, right? Because those are two of the best college coaches ever, right? So going back, I, I did what I had to do and I just competed. At the end of the day, it's just competing against – against who's who's the best or who's supposed to be the best. And that's what I did. And what ended up happening was uh, the goal was to be measurable. I mean, this guy had to pick up 20, 30 points. And he had you covering him. He ended up with maybe six points. Maybe six points. Yeah, and exactly. he got shut down by you. And needless to say, he didn't end up going to Kentucky. It was that simple. You shut that opportunity down. The guy came the one day to see his guy. And his guy didn't perform. He didn't measure up. If he had scored 40 pound, uh, points and dunked on everybody, he probably would have been picked up. Nonetheless, that's what he ended up doing. And that's why he's in the NBA right now. Right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, um, so the, next part of, the next part of smart goals, um, moving, moving into to A, how does that fit in with, with everything? Okay, so the goal has got to be achievable. And now here's the challenge. There's so many people who dream big, but it's a bit of a ridiculous goal. And you got to be careful of that trap. Okay. If you say you're going to make you know, $10 million and you don't have the, the wherewithal to do that, then it's just a fantasy. Okay. So what do you tell someone who's like, you know, I remember one time you told me that you wanted, you wrote down in your goals that you were going to own a helicopter. So how, how achievable was that? Um, is that kind of just too much? Is that too less? Like, how do you how do you tell people to measure it up? You know, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I said that I was going to own a helicopter. And is it possible to own a helicopter? I think somewhere down the road, when I'm 75, it'll be a beat up old helicopter. It's possible. All right. You never know. Anything's possible. I could do extremely well with business and uh, and buy one. Uh, but the truth is that. That was a bit of a fantasy. Yeah. And I think you have to have that realism where you say, okay, that's, that's maybe just, it's not going to happen. But at the same time, it's got to be achievable. And even if it's barely achievable, here's what ends up happening. You wake up excited. And if you're waking up excited and maybe a little bit scared about your goal, it means you're thinking about it. You're alive again. All right. So if I wake up and I say, I want to look the best I've ever looked at the age of 50. I want to be shredded. I want to be tanned. I want to perform well. 
I want to be a real stud. And I got specifics. Yeah. Okay. That gets me excited. But if I'm the same person who says, my goal is to lose two pounds before my 50th birthday. That's not inspiring in the least bit. I'm going to wake up going, well, whatever. And you're going to forget about it. It's got to be a little scary. Goal's got to be scary. And I think, I think part of the, the achievable part is I'm never one to compare uh, myself to others, but I think you can measure yourself compared to others, compared to the best. If you're, if you're comparing yourself to the best and you're trying to outdo, you're trying to do better than that, I think that's one thing that can really help you uh, achieve your goals to, to the highest. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. That's what makes your, that's what makes your, your, your dreams and, and what you want to do so much more achievable. If you're comparing to people who have already done it and you're trying to do it better or you're trying to do it somewhat similar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so moving in, moving into, to our, I guess, um, how, how relative is it relative or relevant? The goal has relevant. to be relevant. It's got to have some kind of deeper meaning. The more, the deeper the meaning, the more likely you're going to achieve it. So if I say something along the lines of, um, I want to be a uh, multimillionaire and, and I want to do it because I want to show off my wealth and I want to have the fancy sports car. Um, it's not as powerful as saying, I want to leave a legacy for my kids. I want to leave them something where they say, you know, dad wasn't a schmo. Dad left something for me. Or provide that kind of that's trying to that's basically keeping keeping you accountable. So when you say that, it's basically meaning like you're holding yourself accountable. You're not you're not just doing it where there's there's no no consequence if you don't achieve the goal. Kind of. Oh yeah, well, let's talk about a real example. It was uh, your grandfather. So here's a guy who uh, everyone abandoned him. He was an alcoholic. He was addicted to opioids. He was a bum. And. Yep. Uh, here's a guy who lived by himself. And I remember going to the doctor saying, I, I need to talk about my dad. And he says, yeah, you haven't seen your dad in so long. He wants to kill himself. He has nothing to live for. And, and that was the reality. And here's a guy who I honestly thought that he would be piss poor broke when I saw him, when I was ready to see him in the hospital. I thought he'd be completely broke. And he was so happy to see me. He had changed his ways. And he had said, uh, I want to tell you something. I left some money for you guys. And here's a guy who would, would make $20,000 and spend it in two days. He didn't care about money. He didn't value money. He was too addicted to keep anything. He spent them on his addictions. But keeping some money for us and, and you, the grandchildren, was so important. It was so relevant. It had such deep meaning that it actually kept him out of trouble. It kept him um, in, a, in a process of saving money so that his life had some meaning before he left. Okay, that was a goal. That was real. Yeah. It was the one true worthy goal. And I look at him. I said, what do you want me to do with the money? He said, I want you to divide it uh, accordingly. That's why I saved it. I did it for you guys. I was a shitty dad. But this is the least I can do. And I'm like, holy shit, man. That's, that's relevant. That's big. That's relevant and it's real, and that's that's so much more than saying, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make 1.2 million this year." He's doing it for an actual, real purpose. You know, that's that's to to fulfill his his legacy. And if you don't attach something super meaningful 
to that goal, you're not going to bother achieving it. It's that simple. I have the body that I have because I want to be able to look somebody in the eye and say, you can do it. I've already done it. It's not that difficult. How many coaches have you seen that don't walk the walk? All they do is talk. A bunch of phonies. And how many people have you seen on Facebook or something? Oh, I'll teach you how to build a business of seven figures. No, you won't. You're, that's what you're selling. You have done jack shit. It's like a, a teacher in university trying to teach you about business as a business teacher. If you were a successful businessman, you'd be out in the market making money. You wouldn't be teaching it. Mm-hmm. Like, please. Yeah, that's one of the biggest downers right there. So uh, yeah, I hate I hate I hate people that, that don't that don't walk it. You know, you, you can teach it, you can talk about it, but at the end of the day, like if you're not doing it or you're you're not close to doing it, you can't really be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, final so one, final one time is bound. Time bound. You have to have a timeline for achievement. All right. So the best example I can give is this. Think of a UFC fighter. UFC fighter, uh, and I don't know who it is, and just name anybody. Uh, McGregor. Okay, Conor McGregor. Is Conor McGregor always in fighting shape? He's close to. Yeah. He's yeah. close to. All right. But most yeah, guys. It's definitely. But he's not. Okay. A lot of these guys are not even close to being in shape. But the moment you put a timeline, your fight's going to be March 21st. Now your training camp is, let's say, 16, 20 weeks. And you know it's 20 weeks. There's a timeline to that. There's some pressure. Because you have that timeline, you start working towards getting into shape, getting your your moves into play, doing your practices, doing your training, eating properly. That timeline holds you to that truth that you need to make weight for the fight. And you don't want to go in there embarrassing yourself. You want to make an impact. You want to win a championship. You want to get a payday. All right. A timeline for achievement makes a world of difference. So many people say this, I'm going to be a millionaire one day. Not with that attitude, write it down. I'm going to be a millionaire in two years. I'm going to um, get into this university, um, this top university in the next year. I mean, be super specific and have that timeline. Exactly. And when you hold yourself to a timeline or when there's not much time to go, you're so much more accountable in your actions. Well, imagine I said this, uh, you know, when are you going to get in shape? Oh, sometime next year. You're going to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to wait till the last yeah. minute. It's probably not going to happen. But if you say, I'm going to get into shape by June 1st, and I've got this many months to do it, and then you start breaking it down and say, I need to lose this many pounds um, over the course of this month and then this many pounds over the course of the next month, now all of a sudden you've got a process in mind get a timeline for that process it helps yeah and the more the more you keep uh those timelines continuously you keep doing it you keep doing it uh the better you're going to get in 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 those areas (laughs) yeah agreed okay next part of this and it's not related to the smart goals but it comes down to the concept of pain and pleasure so what you do is you get a piece of paper and you divide it in half and then you write this down with your goal Write down on the left side all the great things that will happen when you achieve your goal. Write it out. Every single good thing that can happen and be really specific as to what can happen. And on the other side, write down all the pain and regret if you don't achieve your goal. And lay it out one year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 25 years down the road. And if you get into that painful side, you're going to realize that if you don't achieve your goal or your plan of action, 
for your life, your life's going to be a life full of regrets. And that's the last thing you want. But if you look at your list of things that you can get from achieving your goal, your world becomes huge. Exactly. Your world becomes significant. Mm-hmm. So why don't people apply these? Most of it is just, I mean, a lot of it's just lazy people, right? That's one of the biggest things. And I think uh, one of your quotes in the book by, by Kobe Bryant is, uh, is an example of that. Uh, what did he say? He says, I... This is what he said. I know what he said. I, I can't ahead. relate to lazy people. We don't, we don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. Right? So mm-hmm. if you don't want to understand lazy anymore, which most people most people just are, then you're going to start finding out how you can really achieve those goals. Well, you've got a choice. You can either be like Kobe or option number two. You can idolize Kobe and wear his shirt and live through him. Or number three, you don't even think about it and you start comparing yourself to your neighbors. Exactly. And that's pretty nasty. So many people, well, I can't be like him. I just can't be like him. Well, why don't you try? Why not try to do something? Do something to better yourself. You'll surprise yourself. Yeah, and that's the, and there's that's something the first about part. That guy. Oh, and there's something about that guy who, even though he might be, uh, I don't know, laughed at a little bit, a guy like that with balls, you look at him and you go, holy shit, like, there's something about that guy. I don't think he's going to achieve his goal, but, but he believes it. Maybe he will. Yeah, and a lot of the times they, they end up doing it, and, and you see that and you're just like, wow, like, I could do that too. If they believe in themselves enough. Exactly. It's too bad because I see so many people and I talk to so many people that they get in the way of themselves and they complicate things and it's really not that complicated. It's, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not too bad. Um, as long as you, you apply these goals, I know smart goals, there's a lot of bullshit into it, uh, but we just really went into depth into all of them and then actually brought out the real in them. And when you do that and you, you kind of write down on a piece of paper, like you said, uh, you, you should have it right now during the podcast, actually. Um, you write it down, you're really going to notice that you can actually start doing it yourself and you can do it right away. And, uh, and this is a personal challenge to anyone listening to this. What I recommend is, uh, you know, we put this out on social media. Reach out. Just reach out and say, question us. Say, you know, you said this. Uh, tell me more. Or you said this. I want to make a statement. This, this is what I'm going to do. And I just wanted you to know, listen, I don't judge people, nor do you. Uh, if anyone sent a message that way, I'd say, fucking A, man. Like, that's a lot of balls to do that. Yeah, let's get it. If you need any help, reach out to me. Yeah, and that's someone who wants to make a difference. And, you know, like, if you actually have the balls to send a message in, whether it's complimenting, whether it's challenging, whether it's um, just stating something, you know, that's, that's how you know you, you want to you make a difference. Yeah, or you hide and stay small and you think about it and then it just kind of goes away and you become like everyone else. That is fucking shit. Exactly. No one wants that. No, definitely. And that's, that's what sets uh, this podcast and a lot some other podcasts aside is that like when you listen to it, it's actually, it's actually challenging. It's actually uh, life-changing. It's not just for, for entertainment. You know, like this is a, this is a learning lesson that you can, that you can apply 
if you're listening to this for entertainment, you've come to the wrong place. Turn it off. Don't subscribe to us. If you want to make a difference, uh, you know, apply the stuff. Like I said, privately or publicly, if it's public and you want to reach out, like we're here. We want to hear success, man. Like we really want to hear that stuff because that drives me. I know it drives you as well. When you hear people moving and shaking, man, it feels good. All right. So reach out. All right, man. All right, we'll leave it at that. Next day, we're moving on to, I believe, the topic of identity. Sounds All good. Right, man. All right, take it easy. Checking out.